Are U.S. producers reluctant to drill for more oil despite sky-high gas prices right now? I mean, the Biden administration is saying if oil and gas companies want to produce more, no one's stopping them. But is that true? Joining us right now, we have an oil and gas industry expert, Tim Snyder. Tim, how are you doing this morning? I am doing great, Jordan. Glad to be with you. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. So what is happening here? Do companies want to drill for more oil? And if so, what's stopping them? Well, let me just give you an, a quick analogy that helps you understand exactly what's going on. It's like trying to run a track meet where the coach walks up to the blocks with you, tells you get get in the box, get ready to run your sprint, and I want you to run as hard as you can. And if you win, that's great. If you lose, it's all on you. But when you get in the blocks, you reach down and grabs the back of your jersey, the gun goes off, and the track star is trying to run that race with somebody holding on to the back of them. That's exactly what's going on in this country today with regards to oil and gas and what the Biden administration is doing with restrictions on our production of oil and natural gas here in the country. I mean, is there going to be a consequence for some of the the U.S. producers if they do decide to drill for oil and gas? Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, if, if you read... The you know some just just let's pick one cabinet uh, uh, person let's let's use Janet Yellen uh, with the Treasury Department. You remember she was former uh, Fed chairman, and one of the things that she has mentioned is that she believes that there should be uh, pressures by the Treasury Department and by banks to restrict lending to oil and gas companies or companies that produce fossil fuels. Um, this is a an all-out war behind the scenes. It's the things that they don't necessarily talk about. But what they've done is they've politicized an issue to the point where now they've got themselves back into a corner. And the outcome is not very favorable, and it's hurting everyone in this economy. And we told them it would happen if they did it, and they did it anyway. Yeah. Well, I am just happy here in Ohio, our gas prices, it's kind of like a roller coaster. I'm not sure about about the rest of the of the country right now, but it was up to 430. Then it dropped down to, you know, 370. Then it jumped back up over $4. Now we're, you know, averaging, I'd say about 375, 379, which is still higher than we were a year ago, but it's still on the lower end than we were two weeks ago. Can we expect to see any kind of decline here soon with Biden uh, tapping into the oil reserve? I had to say that the answer is no. The, the, the effect that we saw we, on Friday uh, after they announced on Thursday that they were going to uh, withdraw 180 million barrels or a million barrels per day for the next 180 days, um, the effect was pretty dramatic initially, but that's one of those buy the rumor, sell the news kind of things. You know, uh, the price kind of dropped and, and we thought, well, that's gonna, it's going to pull back off. But this morning when people realized there's no plan to replenish that and they're starting to understand one of the points that I've been writing on the last probably week, and that's this. President Biden's 180 million barrels that he's taken out of the Strategic Petroleum Reserve, which is supposed to be used for our military to defend this country or our allies, um, adds to what they have already reduced in the SPR. And when we complete this in just six months, we will have drawn down the Strategic Petroleum Reserves by 40 percent. 
This is not something that uh, that helps long-term lower gasoline prices. It helps him get to an election, but it does not help in the long run. And overall, prices will continue to go up because we're losing that support that we had in the SPR. And the SPR is never supposed to have been used for economics. It was just supposed to be used for protecting the United States, defending the, the, the U.S. I mean, we can see the gas prices go down, though, right, Tim, if if, if there is uh, more talks that develop between Russia and Ukraine. I mean, I thought that was the whole premise of the no. gas prices going up. No, not at all. That's just an ancillary effect. That's just one of those things that kind of added on. That's what spiked us when we and, – and remember, it didn't even take us to the 130 mark that we saw – until Vladimir Putin started talking about improving his uh, nuclear readiness. And so that spooked the market that, that that news came off. And, you know, the Ukraine is just something that we now tolerate. It's in the marketplace. It's built in. If, if they de uh, declared peace and everybody walked home back to Russia and did whatever they're supposed to do, we would still be in the situation that we're in because we have um, a demand that's resurging after the pandemic, and we have supply that is not recovering sufficient to keep up with the demand. Yeah. Well, Tim Snyder, I appreciate you you coming on today and explaining explaining this to the best of your ability, and hopefully the pain at the pump eases for so many Americans here in the coming weeks. We appreciate your I time this morning. Couldn't agree more, and uh, have a good day. It's good to be with you, Jordan.